Hey everyone, welcome to my show, A Voice to be Reckoned With, with Brandy Joy. Here today, I have a special guest by the name of Colt Kaufman. Colt, how are you doing? Good afternoon, I'm doing well, and you? I am doing so amazing. So happy to uh, be talking with you today. Well, I'm glad to hear from you. How's the weather out there? It, it got cool here this morning. Um, the weather out, out in San Diego has been, uh, for, for us, for us San Diegans, has been quite cold lately. When it gets cold, it gets really, really cold. So, yeah. And then, you know, it hasn't really been hot like it, uh, like the norm. It's been more cool. So that's that's the difference. But I like it. Right. I, I think some of that's what's come into here. It's changed our weather. We had rain for three days. Today's first day, it's cleared off, which is good. We needed the rain, but it needed to dry out a little, too. Hmm. Yeah, well, weather's just weird around. <laughs> Seems to be changing every year. Every year. <laughs> wow. Well, everybody, Colt uh, has an amazing show. Well, my, my show here today with Colt Kaufman is Asking Colt Kaufman. And Colt Kaufman has a show called The Good Life. Am I correct? That's it. Yes. The Colt Kaufman Show, the Colt Kaufman Show, or just the Good Life, it's listed both ways. Okay, okay. Can Can you tell us how you came up with um, the title, also the Good Life? Well, I uh, I wrote a little book that I've I've got out. It's it's uh, it's downloadable, and you can order it on Amazon.com. Called Make a Better Life Today. Um, and it's not a lengthy book. It's it's actually real short, and the content's fairly straightforward. And um, you know, I, I learned a while back, and it's something I've passed and and worked with young people and things that um, you can really actually change things immediately. All you have to do is is make up your mind to do so and move in that direction. If you want to hang out with the choir boys and you need to learn not to cuss like a sailor um and and your appearances we base so much in this world on on appearances and it seems really really complicated that um you decide that tomorrow you want to look like a different person well you know what it's really easy to do that there's thrift stores in every town and every city in america and you take somebody with you that doesn't have the same taste that you do and tell them to pick out some clothes for you and you pick out a different outfit, something you wouldn't wear at all. Um, You can go from being a a cowboy, country boy, redneck to being a Wall Street tycoon in a matter of hours if you truly want to do so. All you have to do is do that. And where this really comes into play in life is when you're dealing and interacting with other people and you're wanting to get a job. You don't go out and work on your car and and come in to get a clerical job or an office administration job in a dirty t-shirt and cut off jeans and muddy boots. That's not gonna work. Likewise, I I explained to, to a young man a while back. Now, I live in a, in a different environment than you. I'm out in, in Bandera, Texas, and we're quite rural, to say the least. And uh, a young man was in town 
uh, a few months ago, and, and I really think he was a good guy. He was uh, the boyfriend or fiance of one of the waitresses at a local restaurant. And one day he hadn't been working. He just kind of been hanging out. And, and uh, after a couple of months of this, I called him over one day. I said, come here, sit down. I want to talk to you. I said, you know, you need to work, right? Yeah. Yeah. I can't find anything. I said, well, let me tell you why you can't find anything. When you, when you moved here, you, you do know you moved to Bandera the cowboy capital hmm. he says yeah I said well you know what we don't have any job opener for gangbangers in Bandera there are none okay so lose the floppy tennis shoes look and and trying to look like you're a member of a gang which you're not and I doubt you would really actually truly want to be so instead of looking like a wannabe gang member, get you a good pair of boots, some working shoes, and dress like you want to go to work. There's people that'll hire you. You don't look like anybody who wants to go to work. You look like you're fashionably hip amongst the people of your age group that aren't working. So if you want to work, you want to get out there and make something of yourself, change your perspective and change how you appear to yourself and to others if that's where you're wanting to go um good advice it it's it's fairly simple and that's what this book is all about um it's a short book it's pretty direct and you know there's no cinderella um the castle burned down a long time ago (laughs) you've got to get out there and and make it happen and you know what where you come from really really doesn't matter for example you have no idea why, what my background is or where i come from um and the reality is is i could have been born royalty or i could have been born to a couple of drunks it, it wouldn't matter i don't have a choice you don't have a choice what happened before we got here is is way beyond our control Everything that happens from here forward is our responsibility to do. Yeah. And, and to do it to have the best life you can. And it's pretty straight. But that's, that's, that's what the little book is about. That's awesome. So it, it can uh, sit with uh, uh, any age groups, you know, or, you know, as far as, you know, the age group you were talking to is somebody that, you know, who's you know, really this, young. This applies to someone who honestly is in high school looking for a job just out of high school all the way up to somebody in their 40s who's just gone through a divorce and having to start all over again and wakes up this morning and says now what Hmm. life starts over every morning oh yes get a new chance every day the city of angels was was an all-time favorite movie of mine um, and, and, you know, you wake up in the morning, you watch the sun come up and, and it's a new day. Um, there, there's no do overs. You, you have to live with what you got and, and make the best of it. And, um, it's pretty easy to do that. It, you got to keep yourself upbeat. I've, I've had challenges in, in my life, um, in the not too far distant past. I, I had an 
surgical error that uh, rendered me basically 100% disabled uh, in a matter of about seven hours when I was supposed to be able to come out of the surgery and go back to work right away. Um, and, and it was a life-changing event. So these things happen. You have to just pick up and, and go with what you can and, and do what you what you can. So I like to write and uh, I've written a few things in the past, some articles and, and things like that. So the one thing is, I'll say this last decade has given me a lot of time to write. <laughs> so. well, that's awesome wow I, I definitely um, would check out that book and make sure that everybody you know here at Amazon.com make uh, make a good life today right yes um, make a better life today by Colt Kaufman and uh, you know the book is out there the book is, is really actually they shrunk it down to about a third of what it was. They shrunk the uh, typesetting down on it, which made it really small. Um, kind of annoyed me too. I, I just got a, a fresh copy of it the other day for a friend. And but what I tell folks is, is you know what? Just download it because it's it's a day's read at the most. And uh, some people that read like I do, that are fast readers, who probably finish it in half a day. There's good points in there that tell you some of the things that, that we just simply overlook. Uh, we see people across the room. We've got absolutely no idea where they came from. They, they could have come from an absolutely great morning with the dogs and the wife and the kids all at the house. Or they may have buried their father yesterday. You don't know. Right, you, right. You, you have no idea uh, the burdens that are on the people that are around you and the best armor that you can develop for yourself in this world is to always exhibit yourself in a positive manner um and i i used to tell people this and it sounds a, a bit cynical but it's not you ask me how i'm doing and i'm going to tell you pretty much the same thing every day it's another day in paradise and tell you why your friends your friends are glad to hear it they're they're happy for you that you can walk around and tell people it's another day in paradise but your enemies <laughs> they despise that oh yes <laughs> <laughs> yes they do so, and and that's the thing um that eventually it soaks in and and you begin to look at things in a much more positive manner uh, for whatever reason you begin to, to do that. But when you get up in the morning, it's another day in paradise because you got up. Dead people don't know their death. Right. And, and you're up. So go make a good day of it. And I look at our time right now. We, we are in an absolutely incredible time right now. We are seeing absolutely more financial opportunities, jobs, and access than ever before. The internet is global. There's trade going on everywhere. There are jobs for people that have never been there before. And it's great. It's great. I, I like to see it. I'm a firm believer that you take the ride on the way up because you never know how long it's going to last. And, and those who get out there right now and, and you know, 
whether you be a plumber or carpenter or dishwasher at a restaurant, your job is all exactly the same. You get up and go get the money. Yeah. That's what you do <laughs> every day. You go get the money. You got yourself to take care of. You got a family to take care of. And you're not going to do that if you're not out there making your money. So it, it's not a matter of greed. You have to do that. You've got to be able to maintain yourself and your family and get out there and, and do it. And it doesn't matter what it is. Um, you know, I've, I've owned a dozen different businesses through the years and uh, enjoyed working in every one of them. Some of them were much more successful than others. Um, but that's it, it, that principle thing that the job of the day is to get up and go to work somewhere doing something. Even if you, if you can't do anything else, go work for yourself. Right. Uh, and, and find a, find a way, find a niche, um, to go and be productive. You'll feel better. You'll be doing your family a service and your life will get better. Yes. Yep. Builds character. And you're, you, I just had this talk with my son a minute ago. <laughs> he, he'd, he'd asked me once again for something, uh, a game off the internet. Yeah, I told him, I said, well, right now, you know, if you had Christmas and all that stuff, I've, you know, I'm, I'm focusing on, you know, bills and all that stuff. But then I thought about it. I was like, you know what? I said, even if so, I said, you have to earn. You know what I mean? That's it. You know, Take if you me. want something, you got to think about it before you come and approach me. Come with, come with a plan first, at least. Or start doing yeah. things around the house to show, you know what I mean, that you, you want to earn, that you really want something, you know, but you're willing to do the work to get it. Because nothing's Absolutely. being handed. Nobody's handed me, mommy, anything. I'm working for it. <laughs> That's it. That's it. The, the, the world is a rough playground. And um, you, you got to be in the game to, to come out ahead. And, and that's the problem. A lot of people just look at it and say, well, you know, that doesn't apply to me. Yeah, it does. It does. Get out there and go do it. Um, there, there's never been more opportunities right now. And I mean, look at me. I'm 63 years old. And three years ago, since I can't actually work, I can act like I'm working, so I took up acting school. Uh, <laughs> and I've been doing some acting. Um, I, I've found a very unique, interesting thing in the, the acting market that you wouldn't think of, but, but it's what I'm finding to be true, is that a person of my age, as opposed to a, a young person like yourself, you're out there in Hollywood you're competing with a million other people for the same spots. So if you want to go be an actress, it's a good thing, but you need to go to school and be at the very top of the game and it's tough. Voting isn't just going to the polls on election day anymore. Options like early voting, mail-in voting and ballot drop boxes are available to more voters and are growing in popularity. How to Vote, a tool created by Democracy Works, breaks down the options your state offers for casting a ballot, empowering you to decide when and where to vote. Democracy works best when we all vote, but misinformation and confusion about election procedures have resulted in low voter turnout. How to Vote, a tool created by Democracy Works, 
takes the guesswork out of the voting process. How to Vote is easy to use and helps folks from all over the country overcome many of the process barriers to voting. Democracy Works is committed to helping you vote no matter what. Their tool, How to Vote, does just that. And these are some examples. You can sign up for election reminders, see what's on your ballot, get step-by-step -step assistance requesting your ballot, explore your options for returning your voted mail ballot, check your voter registration status, find your polling site, and make sure you have the appropriate ID. Listen up. Decide when and where you'll vote this year at howto.vote. Yes, decide when and where you'll vote this year at howto.vote, please. Go check this out now. and only the good survive. But what I've learned is surprisingly enough that at 60 plus years old, you know what? Every single one of these movies out there has an old guy in it somewhere. <laughs> dad, <laughs> dad, grandpa, or something like that. And the, the actors who are in their 50s and highly successful aren't gonna take these lower roles in, in local films and, and things like that that pay, but they're just, you know, they're not, they're not A-listers. But what I found is, is that either people have become very successful and they're not taking the smaller roles <clears throat> or they've made so much money already, they're not interested in doing it. And it leaves an awful lot of opportunities out there. Um, myself, I've been involved in about five projects in the last 12 months. Nothing great, uh, you know, some really, really good projects. I've worked with a lot of really young, talented people. Um, and and I'm going to be in, in uh, I know at least three or four of them. One of them was a student film that I did, and it's all experience. So it's been fun. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, that's a strong, a strong, strong message, especially for our, our youth, you know, because <clears throat> times are, are different. I know, you know, from now and obviously from when you were growing up and those messages aren't being uh, from like then when your father you know, and the men that helped raise you told you how to become a man. They're not being really delivered in these t these days now. No, we're spending too much time on the computer, the internet, and the, the iPhones, and, and it's universal. It, it's not just the, the children and young people, it's it's old people as well, um, that we get so absorbed into what's going on on Facebook and what's going on on the computer that we don't actually listen and learn from the people that are around us. Hey, you know what, when I was a kid, I would have just absolutely died to have had access to YouTube to learn how to do all these neat things that are out there. Um, and, and, you know, how to, how to do metal work, how to do woodworking, all these things you can, you can learn so much. There's a, there's a trade-off between the good and the bad, um, that 
personally, I, I think that the, the less you spend on social media is probably better for you. And the more you spend listening to TED Talks um, and how to build your car or whatever is, is going to teach you a trade or, or at least get you indoctrinated towards doing something of interest um, rather than just complaining on Facebook. Um, we've got so much of our culture that does that. Uh, yeah. But, and you know, it, it's crazy because I, I am, I say an old redneck. I'm really not an old redneck. I'm, um, I, I grew up in, in a country environment, but I've also been around the world and been in Chicago and, and, uh, you know, I, I, I enjoy the country life and living out here on a place with horse and, and that lifestyle, but I'm certainly up on things. And, and I've been joking with some people, um, this last couple of weeks because it, it's absolutely incredible. Um, I, I'm sure you've heard of, of the, uh, old town road and Lil Nash and, and Billy Ray Cyrus. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That is, that's the craziest story. That is so cool. Um, and, and, and I'd love to, to make a contact with somebody and get him on my podcast. Cause I, I think it'd be so awesome. Um, and, and there's a side of me that says, uh, you know what? Some punk just rapped country music. And, and that, that really is not good, but you know what? I look at it a little differently. He was living on his sister's, I guess you, you, might already know the story he's living on his sister's couch and had two weeks to move and apparently bought the rights to the lyrics and went out yeah. and did this thing went viral with it got billy ray cyrus involved in it and now he's got no problems <laughs> to, to say the least his his life i would imagine his life made a radical change he's probably no longer on his sister's couch in her apartment um and i think that's wow. great that's great that that's, that's somebody who got up in the morning and went out to go get the money yep and, yep and and I think it's hilarious. I mean, I, I've been telling some of the old guys that are, that are my age and whatnot over coffee in the morning. I said, listen to this. You know, this kid is is like just barely 21 years old, maybe even under that. And and he's cut a multi-million dollar deal while he was living on his sister's couch trying to find out where he was going to go from here. And you can't knock a person who dis, does that. Yeah. No, there's no way. I don't care what the background is. I don't care if the blue, the green, the yellow, the black, the white. It doesn't matter. You got out there and took the chance to see something happen and made it happen. And I think that's awesome. It is. That, it is. That, that is going to change the lives for so many people, including himself, his family, everything. You know, so... It, it's cool. We live in changing times. The computer is really, really, you know, like I said, I mean, it's it's got some good and it's got some bad. It's got some bad, yeah. Before the computer era, nah, he'd have never got that thing anywhere. 
they couldn't have made 20 bucks off of it. Um, and that, that's just a fact of life before the computer generation and all this mass media and ability to send something viral in, in merely 24 hours or 20 minutes for that matter um, is, is just absolutely astounding what can be done um, when it's used for good. So, yeah. And, and, uh, and, and it's funny because I'm not a rap fan and I'm really honestly not a big Billy Ray Cyrus fan either. Um, I, I, he's an okay guy, but, but I mean, he's kind of a one hit wonder. He came out with achy breaky heart way back um, <laughs> 20 years ago and, um, and, and raised Miley Cyrus. Um, that that's his claim to fame. And now, now he's with Lil Nash and doing this <laughs> old town road <laughs> and, and it's popping him back up. And, and it's ironic because it, it gives Little Nass uh, a little credibility because he's he's got an old school musician who was a top charter involved in his his deal. And I think it's great for everybody. It, yeah. It's a good thing. It is. And I laugh when I hear it. Uh, it it's funny to me, but it is. It It's entertainment. And, yeah, uh, the kids love it. It's very popular well, with, with youth. Yeah, and it's insane. It is absolutely insane. I mean, th- this is what I was saying. I mean, take a look at this. He went to the number one slot on the country charts faster than Garth Brooks. Hmm, wow. And has been there longer at the top. Um, it, it's That's crazy. Amazing. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, you know, some of these songs they they make it up and they hit the top chart, and they taper off in about three weeks to a month. And he's still and up there. He's still way up there. Yeah, I think it's great. Like I said, you run into anybody out there that knows him, <laughs> tell him I said, "Hey, give me a holler." <laughs> I'd, be, I'd be I'd be happy, be thrilled to death to put him on the podcast and chat with him because I think it's oh great. yes, that'd be uh, awesome to hear. <laughs> Yeah. You know, yeah, most definitely. Yeah. And and like you were saying before too, definitely about um the internet and how I was just having this it's crazy, I was having this conversation the other day and I was saying like how amazing and all the opportunities you can have with the internet is such a great thing, but at the same time it could be such a horrific thing too. And especially like with our youth, but it's just all about educating them the proper ways and the troubles of the internet how you can't erase things that you put on there it's going to be there and just you know just put that set that picture forth you know what i mean what they're doing but also show them it's more than just playing games or or wasting away on facebook like i told my son i said i i was on here and now look at me i'm doing a podcast and it's actually taking off and it's pretty popular and i met so many amazing people you know what I mean? And I'm still going, you know, with willing that I'm granted, I'm doing the work, but you know what I mean? It's changed my life. You know what I mean? And I know that there's still more to, more to come, but as far as I'm willing to do the work, I know that, you know, it's, it's you know, it's going to be beneficial for me and him, but kids can easily start, you know what I mean? Do something positive, you know what sure. I mean? Just by on the internet with all these different apps and opportunities and they're free. <laughs> well, and, and that's that's it. Like, yeah, there are, and and I think that is a great thing. Um, the number of apps that are out there 
that are beneficial. Um, you know, you don't have to go and find somebody to do your resume anymore. You can do a resume online and download yeah. download the free app to do your own resume to go get a job. Yeah, um, it teaches you stuff. You can train yourself. I found out where you can take a training that you would have to pay for. You probably won't get that certification or you could i think some of that will give you the certification but you can Absolutely. still have the education you can have the training and the education and you just got to willing to do the research but it's very i found a lot of things that you can get trained on you know what i mean without going to those lengths that they make it seem like you know because some people can't get to the you know what i mean do those things but if they have it accessible right in their hands and they're still able well, to you can you can teach your teach yourself you know you don't have to wait you, i'm going to tell you two things about the internet that, that's an old guy's perspective of it with a, a somewhat pretty good background in science. The internet is ultimately the collective thought of the human species. Right. What you put on there doesn't go away. It's not stored in a box over on 8th Street and the bridge. It's everywhere. It's in the United States, it's in China, it's in Russia, everything. Even though this is a presidential election, there are many more candidates on the ballot besides the president. Go to Ballot Ready for a nonpartisan guide to your entire ballot. From there, you can compare candidates based on stances on issues, biography, or endorsements, and then save your choices to use when you vote by mail or in the voting booth. You can even request your absentee ballot or make a plan to vote early or on election day. This election matters. Make sure you have a plan to vote and vote informed. This year, with changes to polling places and vote by mail laws as a result of COVID, it's more important than ever to have a plan to vote. Local elected officials affect our lives every day. They decide who to prosecute, monitor the quality of our drinking water, and choose the leadership of our schools. 30% of voters take the time to vote and then leave some part of their ballot blank. This is a missed opportunity to choose the leaders of our communities. It's okay if you're unfamiliar with some of the more local positions. We recommend hosting a ballot party, get together with friends over Zoom, split up the research and go through your ballots together. Go to BallotReady.org. Go to ballot ready.org b-a-l-l-o-t ready.org enter your address to make a plan to vote and vote informed go to ballotready.org please this is very important that you vote and you vote informed thank you is a collective database of all human interaction of this time. And that's kind of a spooky and interesting thing. Kind of a good thing. It, it essentially says, and, and AI, this artificial intelligence, this is the next, next generation big step is AI. Um, when the computers start to think for themselves and process, um, there's some pretty spooky things about it. Um, but there's also some pretty positive things about it too. Um, 
an AI computer is less likely to misdiagnose you um, from the data that's put in um, and some things like that. But then you've got to deal with AI also having the ability to assimilate enough information to predict that you might be a criminal. Um, so there's the downside. Uh, you know, there's been a few movies on that 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 we're we're actually entering that that realm right now and at some point in time um presumably they will develop a, a functional interconnect between the brain and the computer and you'll be able to think to your computer um yeah it's it's it is inevitable and it's kind of a crazy deal. Now that's the good side about the computer. You know what the bad side is? And it's bad. It's Human error? Uh-uh. One good hack is all it will take to completely turn the world into chaos. Um, a few months ago or a couple of months back, the fiber optic cable coming into Bandera County a little small county, you know, we've got 20,000 people here at the most in the whole county. Um, but a construction crew somewhere between here and San Antonio broke the fiber optic cable. It shut down every bank in town. None of the credit card machines worked. Couldn't get gas unless you had cash. And some of the places you couldn't get gas if you did have cash because their computer wouldn't talk to the pump. And it was amusing to me that to just sit back and watch and drink my coffee and look at all the chaos in just a little bitty area, little place. And, and you think about that happening on the West Coast or the East Coast in the financial district um, or the utility district and take out an entire grid of, of the electricity and and things will turn to chaos pretty quick. Oh boy. And that's the problem of being too reliant on technology. So it's, it's a bless and a cursing both, but. Yeah. Well, I would hope if that, we, you know, when we come to that, that that ones that are in charge take that very much into consideration and weigh out the pros and the cons to make the best decision, but also have a plan B. <laughs> well, and that's that's absolutely correct. And I lived for almost 25 years um, in Galveston, Texas, on the coast, and I was on the island when Hurricane Ike hit. And uh, so I have been through total destruction of everything and and seen um, the good side of people as well. Um, you know, that everybody kind of came together and, and uh, everything was lost. The homes were lost. The businesses were lost. Um, but, you know, people were helping each other out and doing things. Um, that otherwise they would not have they'd have been too busy to do yeah um, got to see the better side of humanity <laughs> yeah yeah some of some of the worst devastation does bring out the best side of humanity yeah and uh, 
it's, it's just one of those things but yeah yeah I've, I've done the chaos scenario it's 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 not fun uh, and and in the security industry it, it makes for very very long days um, so I, I literally worked solid solid after I from the days before the storm till almost two years after the storm Wow. On, on call 24 seven, um, running two different companies and, and staying super, super busy. Um, because for all the damage that it did, it also created a, a, uh, uh, just an absolute landslide of revenue by the amount of work that had to be done to restructure and repair everything. So, oh, wow. you know, it's, it's life. <laughs> out of all good, out of all good comes some evil, and out of all evil comes some good. It's there. Um, Very true. So, but and and you're talking about your your campaign involvement um, on the anti-bullying uh, thing, and and I just went forward with Heather Learman's. Um, oh podcast, yeah, our interview. That's I, what I love Heather. Yeah, I I just. I just loaded that up. That's what I was doing when, when we were talking earlier. Message. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, send me her book. Getting it up. Yeah, yeah. She's uh-huh. got her book. And she's got her animated um, concept that she's wanting to, yes. Turn to go forward. Yeah. And, and that'll, that'll be a good thing. I, I think that's it a is. great thing. Yeah. And, uh, so I, I read I'll put a, plug, put a plug out there for her today and... and uh, but, <laughs> but yeah she's super super nice yes. lady good concept yes I, I read her book to my class I want she wanted to know how they received it she sent it and um, they, they received it I, I told her it was really funny because there was that one kid there's always that one you know because all the other kids even the ones that are like the the trouble the, the, the trouble starter sometimes but that one had to be the smart aleck and stop me in the middle of my story and say Miss Brandy so, so you like this book I was like Actually, I do. I think it's a very good book. And then she just snickered. She's like, <laughs> you know, trying to make like, kind of bully me, like, like make me feel like, oh, you like this kitty book, and uh, we we continued on. <laughs> but I just evaluate, you know, I was just evaluation. I thought it was kind of me. I, it tickled me just to see how, you know, how that played out. But for the most part, the the, the kids really received it, and they just when I told them it was based on a true story that this really happened to her with their dog. They, could, they just thought like, okay, so the dog went to the door too and knocked on the door and asked for the other dog that have it. It was cute. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I think she's going to be great with this book and um, how, and I really appreciate her for, you know what I mean, taking the, her an experience of her own, turning it into something to be positive and to help our, our youth, our young people right. and teach them, you know what I mean? Just, just, she just makes it simple. Don't bully. Absolutely. Don't be a bully. <laughs> Absolutely, and and you know that I've dealt with. I I was on the board for the local boys and girls club um, for a couple of years, and and also my background, I uh, have dealt with a lot of situations that, that crossed into these areas, and uh, there's a lot of things. I mean, the bullying has changed so much. The, yeah. the the format of it has gone from you know slapping somebody in the back of the head or giving them a little shove in the lunch line to just being hateful and and, and assault physically assaulting people yeah, yeah. and and uh, you know that it, it's gotten that way 
Yeah. And some of it, yeah, that's back to that good and bad thing. Some of it, I, I think, is is a lot generated by um, parents having to work too hard and being too absent. Yeah. Letting letting the kids grow up on the computer. And, yeah. And our, our and not monitoring it. Our society's addiction to violence. Um, yeah. Yeah. It excites the children. It excites them. It makes them think it's acceptable. Yeah, which time, which which of the Bruce Willis movies have you seen fall flat? None. <laughs> uh, uh, I know, right? Yeah, okay. and he's he's a really good guy. Um, but but I mean, uh, all these these movies and 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 whatnot are are all geared that way, and you don't see any of them coming out and people saying, "Oh, geez, I don't think they should have made that because yeah. it's too it's too violent." Um, mm-hmm. That has an impact on our, on our youth when it they see, see this over and over again, um, and feel like there's a restart button at the end of the game, and and that what you do doesn't matter. And, right. And you know it, it's a sad situation to see it get to that point. Yeah. It's all about what sells. It's not in that and at the uh, at the risk, you know, of our, you know, of guiding our youth. Are your people are the wrong way because if they say okay this is not good for you know some people take this literally or young people but if they do that then that goes all that money so it's basically you know you're sacrificing you know the damage you could be doing to you know they soak in every like we say people, kids soak in everything you know well, explain it to them that this is not real life you know what I mean and that there's consequences to what you do then you know it's like well. What do, what do we expect? And then we put them in front of TV. They, we let them have access to social media and television, but we forget the repercussions of it. Yeah, and and there is there's there's a there's a penalty clause um, mm-hmm. when you when you let your kids be raised by the television and modern networks. Um, there, there's no question about that. They need they need both a balanced household and yeah and some stimulus, but. Some of it goes overboard. There's no shortage of people in this country who will exploit children um, for sheer profit and and not think twice about it. Uh, the drug industry is a good example of it, um, but it goes you know deeper than that. It goes into the people writing the gaming programs and and everything else. You know, if we can make it a little a little worse, a little more bad then we'll make a million dollars more off of this so let's just push it to the limit and you know just stay right in below what the sensors will cut off and um, and, and sadly that that creates a a anesthetized thought of the value of life in young people um, or any people that are you know involved in, in watching that um, and sadly, that's just it's it's our modern culture. Yeah. Yep, it is. It truly is. I want to let me ask you a question. This is a uh, ask cosmic question part. part All right. Sure. <laughs> I, came, I came. I came across this article. Right. I can't exactly remember what state it was, but it was just to me. I saw the pros. I saw the cons. But I definitely saw. I saw one pro and I saw the continent. So it was approaching bullying and where these people were, they decided that 
to deal with bullying, they were going to uh, put a, a law to where the parents will be put in jail. I forgot for how many days for what their for if their child is bullying. And I was just like, wait, what? And then I was thinking, okay. So then I thought, okay, so well, obviously you have to prove this. You know what I mean? Obviously you have to. So can't anybody just come and be like, I'm being bullied. You have to prove this now because now you're about to physically put somebody away in jail. And it has to, you know, because bullying is not just one time. Bullying has to be a consistent harassment of things. You know what I mean? Not just like one day somebody pushes you down and calls you a mean name. Now they're bullied. They probably did something mean that day. Probably shouldn't. But, you know, so you got to prove it. And then I was thinking how, how you could just tear, just make so many more problems. The child doesn't learn anything from that. So just blame it on my parents, which they kind of do already. Sometimes you throw your parents on the bus. My mom didn't make me do my homework. You know what I mean? So great. Now you just added that to the factor. Some kids don't like their parents. So they're like, oh, great. I can get my mom put in jail. So that's not going to work. But now you've taken somebody out of work. You know what I mean? And that. Absolutely. That, now they can't provide their family. You left their child at home alone that's already a bully. So great. Who's going to watch that kid? And I was just like, I saw all the the, the, the cons, the, all that, how you can make more destruction with that. And it really bothered me, though, that the child is not paying. Why is we dancing around the fact, you know, the fact that that child needs to learn the hard consequences of what they do now before they get older? Because it's going to be worse when they get older. But the only pro I saw from it was it's bringing more... It, because how it caught my attention, which was already there, it could bring more attention to it, to, to the bullying, and people start looking at it more like, wait, wait, hold up, what? I'm going to jail. <laughs> you well, know what I mean? So, I don't know. Okay. I just thought it was crazy. I have mixed opinions on that. I, I really do. And, and I spent a term as a municipal judge and quite familiar with the misdemeanor courts. Um, here's the problem. When we start punishing the adults for the actions of the children, I'm not 100% certain that we're gaining anything socially because a lot of the children that are bullied or bullying others rather are actually children who live in a home where there's too much stress already and they're being pushed around my mm-hmm. old, older siblings or parents that have social issues or drug issues. Um, and some of this comes to school with them. It sticks yeah. to them, kind of like molasses. And the problem is, is that truancy, for example, truancy is a big issue. And in the state of Texas, um, some school districts will file in the the local court um, against the parent for the child not attending school. So now what you've got is is you've got a house that's already under stress and people that can't make their bills already having to pay five hundred and a thousand dollar fine on top of trying to have enough groceries in the refrigerator to start with, which they couldn't do to to begin with. And I just have, I'm a very big, big supporter of community service work in Mm -hmm. lieu of of fines to begin with. Uh, Money's not the cure-all, and and our, our justice system 
truly should not be about money. Um, it, it should not be, and it should be that it's it's about doing the right thing to the right degree. Yeah. And when you start looking at things as well, you know what, little Johnny's a bully. We're going to throw little Johnny's mom in jail. Well, you know, she's probably doing the best that she can. May work two jobs already right. to make ends meet. Exactly. And uh, what what exactly um, are you going to accomplish and gain yeah. by doing that? I I personally I I have an issue with the way they handled child support in a lot of states. You know. Whether it be a, the man or the woman or whatever, nowadays uh, the men end up with custody custody as often as the women, which I think is is fair and true and should be. Yeah. When I was young, uh, men just didn't get custody, and the courts repeatedly seeing people that had fifteen, twenty thousand dollars arrearage getting a twelve percent penalty added to the arrearage you know what 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 are you doing you're you're adding interest on a debt that can't be paid exactly um, you're you're taking a man who's making barely above minimum mm-hmm. wage and putting him in jail for six months what where, is that he is, where he will now come out six more months behind and what a record and with a record and with a record of not being dependable because they came and picked him up and took him to jail so he lost his job and he's probably coming out homeless yeah. and you know there's got to be a better way of that's insanity to me it's mediating like, the balance of it yeah. and and uh, and and this is very closely related when you start doing the money thing as the primary theme behind the punishment, um, you know, I wouldn't mind seeing, and, and I think it would probably be a good thing to um, see that they'd be required to do some social work, maybe the parent and the children yeah. in, involved in the bullying. But just taking away their money is not going to do any good. Nothing to it. You, you have no control what your child does yeah no matter how does, good of a parent you are yeah you just never it doesn't mean they're gonna go and be the pillar of the pew they can go you have no control over them like exactly and, and i'll be honest with you there's there's kids out there that are that are tough um and, and i was not the, i wasn't an angel um and when i was young and and i'm still a short person i was short back then i'm short now uh, imagine that but uh, <laughs> you know what um, there'd be people bully me and that was game on and and you know I didn't go tell the teacher um, we took care of it out in the schoolyard yeah. but that was a different day and yeah, a different that's time. way different now yeah and, and the, and the irony stuff. and here's the irony where I went to school out in the country, we all carried a gun in the car. Nobody ever dreamed of pulling a gun. That that had nothing to do with it. Um, 
you know, if if somebody was going to bully somebody and it ended up out in the the schoolyard, nobody's going to go get their gun out of the car yeah. or anything. Well, but but the thing is, is that say your son is smaller than the guy who's being a bully, and he's had enough. Well. Some school districts nowadays, and and I I think there's circumstances that, that are worth looking into to, to get the facts behind things. Because if somebody's walking up behind your son and slapping him in the back of the head, and he does it every time he gets ten feet away down the hall, after about the fourth or fifth time, he may turn around and punch this person. Well, yeah, you know, yeah. You know what? This this is this is not aggressive this is putting a stop to an action and and the the bullying thing some of the school districts are like well both of them were involved we're going to suspend both of them for three days no, that's when nice i never liked that one one of them was the originator yeah and you complain about it beforehand and do nothing but as soon as your my experience was as soon as my son had enough you know what i mean his frustrations and he goes about, you know, dealing with because now they have left it in his hand since they're not taking care of it. Now there's a problem. Now he's mad. Oh, you're both suspended. And now and that really ticks me off. Now the last time it wasn't that they never suspended him because they knew they knew they were wrong. They knew they were wrong, and they knew they knew the bullying was happening. They just weren't taking any action. And they told me, well, what are we gonna do? You know, so I had to you know, take the make the choice to remove. You know what I mean? Because it started becoming physical, and I've seen right. too many tragedies happen to where you thought you were fighting and you fell, you hit your head. You know what I mean? Or somebody got kicked sure. in it. I just couldn't. I wasn't going to risk taking it because this, this, they need their money to have the students there. Well, not at the expense of my son's well-being. So I removed him, and so I found a school that I felt he'd be safe at, and he can he can go to school and learn. When you're being bullied, sure. you can't because you, you, you don't want to be there. Are you worried about who's going to mess with you this time? And you know what I mean. So it was just like the things I've seen and how I've seen people, adults react to it. It just really just messes me all up because I'm like, I'm, we're supposed to keep these kids safe. They should feel safe at school. You know, like you said, it's not like how it used to be back in the day where you, some, you know, you take it to you know streets or you know you fight and you don't take out your gun. These kids are like doing the most horrific things, and sometimes they do it to get into a gang or you know what I mean or to oppress somebody somebody right. walks down the street and jumps out and shoots you know what I mean it's so crazy the things that are happening you know what I mean and it's like who's gonna hold someone accountable and who's gonna give us our youth a safe place to their our generation to even build on if we're not if we're just gonna tell them oh get over it oh it's not that big of a deal I'm like I'm a grown person I'm an adult and I'd be damned if I let somebody harass and hit me so just imagine a kid so why should they have to endure it it's, if I go down the street right now and I, I hit somebody or something, that's assault going to jail so why isn't schools you know what I mean it seems like a little bit more acceptable for somebody to assault you know what I mean another person you know well, it's like it's not okay sometimes well, I'm, I'm going to tell you I, I'm going to tell you part of it we call them juveniles and minors for a reason. Their their full thinking capacity is not reached that of an adult, and that's why schools got to get rid of. They got to con- give them consequences. It's the it's us as adults. Well, exactly, but but as far as why they do it, yeah, there's a number not, of reasons. Yeah, well, not really why, but, but 
kind of like I do think it's the well, as adults why aren't we giving them the reality to their actions right that's the thing they need that's what they've got to learn is to be yeah. responsible for their actions and and move with it from there um you know we we had corporal punishment when I was a kid <laughs> uh, I had an ag teacher that that was a big man and and probably the the most influential person education wise in my life and uh, I'll tell you what you didn't get licks from him but once hmm. that they they believed when when I was in high school they believed in the school board and it hung on the wall next to the chalkboard and if you wanted to be a clown in class and disrupt everything they take you outside in the hallway and and you'd get a smack or two and and go back to class and and sit down lightly um, <laughs> and and I'm going to tell you I I I I did not cut up in his class much <laughs> and and uh you know what uh it didn't cause any permanent damage in me and it it actually settled me down quite a bit cuz I sure wasn't wanting to do that again and i think you know we get a little over carried away with with not doing anything Right. Know, all this, all this let's be peaceful and not do anything. Right. It gets a little overboard. It it's a it's a burden. They they don't learn anything from not doing anything. You you got to have some some form of responsibility instilled in them. Yeah. And, and see nowadays that can be, you know, picking up trash along the side of the road, being, you know, staying after school, being in detention or whatever. Um, yep. it, it's still the same. It's a detriment, deterrent to to poor behavior, mm-hmm. and uh, that's kind of the thing. Nowadays, you know, I I really think that parents actually have a lot of power nowadays that that they didn't before. Um, it's and it's re- it's real simple. You take away all the electronic devices. Everything, everything they love. I always say, people take what they love the most. Okay, because some kids be like, I don't care, I don't care. They care about something. Yeah, take the charger, <laughs> take the charger to their phone and see how they act in three days. Mm-hmm. Um, when that battery dies and they can't charge that phone back up. Yep, and you got to stick to it, you know. And like you said before, like a lot of parents are working and and you know, I mean, they have to take care of the family and stuff, you know. And it's like we got us to stick to it, whatever it takes, you know what I mean? Because things at our hand, you got to rush to work, and you know what I mean. And you're or your kid. It wearing you down come on mom just just 10 minutes you know what i mean it's like no because now when you try it again they're gonna know they can wear you down or they're just they you just, just gotta stick to it when you when you do it because I, I did it with his my son this last time and uh he, i noticed a huge difference you know what i mean i liked that he yeah. wasn't always on the phone i saw him doing other things uh, granted he talks to me more yes my son loves to talk <laughs> he doesn't care if you're in the bathroom if you just you know <laughs> I, I think he, I think he may have came by that naturally. <laughs> oh man, but it was a huge difference. You know, he had to find other things to do to entertain himself. I said, "Why don't you just sit with yourself and, and sit in your thoughts and, and think about some things? Think about all the stuff that you went through or that went on, or you know, sometimes it's okay just to not do anything. 
you and just sit with yourself with your thoughts and think of and really reevaluate some stuff <laughs> you know read a book you know build read a book. For, for Christmas I made sure I didn't buy anything electronic what I did do I bought him this little digital camera because I think photography is amazing thought that might strike something but I bought all things that had to do with him building because he likes to build so I bought him like like I bought things and I went took it back to the the Hot Wheels and the, putting together the tracks and just things that struck the imagination to make you build and use your hands versus picking up a controller or getting on the phone so I made it a very yeah. clear I wasn't buying any electronics Mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> well you know they only need one computer and one phone that's and, yeah. and I, I've got mixed opinions about phones um, but I do believe that they're I, I think they're a necessary evil in today's society unfortunately yeah I feel I'm like emergency wise that's it but that's about it yeah, I'm opposed to kids having a phone on one side, and the other side is is I'm opposed to the way our world is right now too, um, and and more so than the phone issue, I guess. Um, I, I want my would want my kids and my grandkids having a, a cell phone once they're past elementary school or so, um, just in case of an emergency. You emergency, never know. yeah, that's the only and, reason why I let him have his emergency. And and you know it, it's hard for for young people to realize that, you know, you, you talk to me, I, I grew up out in the hill country and, and I had friends, a lot of friends that had no phone at all. Some of the friends that I had in the hill country had party lines. And that was where more than one household, sometimes three or four different households shared the same common carrier to the, to the phone operator in town. And, uh, you know, there, you know, there wasn't. A, well, pick up your cell phone and call them. There wasn't any such thing as a cell phone back then. Yeah. So. Well, I tell you this much, and I'm a true believer. And I, and I, and if anybody needs any help getting to them, I pretty much you gotta. If your child has a phone, you make sure you get you the best. Uh, I have one called Family Link. It's uh, uh-huh. you can check. You know, your your you control your child's phone basically. I can, you know, I I used to make pick on my son and he'd be like at his friend's house or something and from my phone way across town I could shut his down like at 9 o'clock <laughs> and he'd yep. call me up oh, there you go and he's like mom I'm like calm what's that honey I don't know what you're talking about but I would just do it just to just to pick fun with him but that's how well this app works that you can GPS you can see where and they can't control it from their end you gotta set it up to where certain contacts what, what games like I, I made sure I shut down certain uh social media is that I didn't think he was old enough to have an account to so even if he tried it was like man can't do it so I just set it all up you know to to if he can use pictures to you know just to whatever you know dangers or whatever and things that I need to follow, be able to follow up on and know what he's doing then I can do that on my phone and that's and I have no problem with doing that and I think most parents should well and I think so too it's it's an absolute necessity nowadays with all the the um strange things that are going on online and the, and yeah. the creepy people that are out there yeah uh, you know you, just because they said they're a kid honey doesn't mean they're a kid so always remember that <laughs> that's exactly right um you know I, it, it is what it is and and it's seldom ever what it appears and uh human trafficking's been just a incredible um problem and yeah. and it's gotten worse and worse and so, you know, yeah, you got to keep, got to keep tabs on them. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And I think that we should 
I think, you know, like, especially me working in school, we have certain, uh, you know, we have boundaries. There's certain things we, we can't discuss and there's certain things that, you know what I mean? I, right. I understand, but I feel like as a whole, as a nation, or, you know what I mean, as humanity in general, I don't think that we're doing our kids any favors by not talking to them about the real, the realist realism of the world. It's like the monster under the bed or something. Like, it's, it's true. There's human trafficking. You know what I mean? And you need to know about it so they know what they're up against. The people that take you, steal you, and then, you know, you got to tell them the truth. You know, I mean, what age do you wait for? That's exactly (laughs) right. There's, you know, you you can't be too young to be a victim. Um, And and it's just something that the main thing that that young people need to learn that are out and about, and, and they lose this, and this is where they get into a lot of a lot of trouble uh, in their teen years, especially, is having situational awareness. That's knowing what is around you, who is around you, yes. what their attention intentions appear to be, yes. um, and just being constantly aware, aware of, of what's going on. And you can't walk down the sidewalk looking at your iPhone. No, you cannot. I have this and, conversation every day with this kid. <laughs> and and see some great big guy walk up behind you. By the time you figure it out, it's too late. Exactly. And, uh, yeah. Are you registered to vote? Headcount is a nonpartisan organization that works with the music and entertainment industry to get fans to vote. To update or check your voter registration status, go to headcount.org, where you'll find all the information you need to be ready for election day. Are you registered to vote at your current address? More than 60% of eligible voters have never been asked to register. Headcount.org is working to change that. At headcount.org, you can also check your registration status. Millions of people get purged from the voter rolls every year. Everyone should check their registration status every year. The deadline to register to vote in some states is as early as October 4th. So you want to check before then. You can also request an absentee ballot. Get info on early voting. Find your polling place or see what's on your ballot. Headcount is a nonpartisan nonprofit that tours with musicians to help concert attendees register to vote. But you don't need to leave your house to register or get voting info. Just visit headcount.org. Register to vote at headcount.org register to vote at headcount.org h-e-a-d-c-o-u-n-t dot org because this matters you know they they need to teach teach safety to them anyway I'll tell you what I've got a horse that eats like a horse, <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, his dinner was about an hour ago, and I have not gotten out there to him yet. 
That's awesome. I love horses. Oh my God. Yes. Go feature a horse. <laughs> yes. Well, and, and Buster Brown is, is really, really cool. Um, Buster oh. Brown is a uh, Bureau of Land Management Mustang. I got him wild, completely wild, um, out of the holding pens in Oklahoma and went through a program um, that's uh, the Veterans and Mustangs program put on by the Mustang Heritage Foundation. And I've had Buster for four years now. And uh, wow. he's, he's a pocket pup and a pet and my granddaughter uh, goes out there and pets on him and rubs his nose and, and he's calm and docile as he can be. When I first got him, um, a 50 foot round pen was a pretty crowded place for both of us to be in at the same time. Um, because he was, he was trying to get out or run over me. So, but now he's, he's all mellowed and gotten used to the pasture and doing all that, but it's a great program. They, uh, the Mustang Heritage Foundation tries to adopt out as many Mustangs as they can, and, and they're getting more of them than pretty much anybody in the country, uh, getting them adopted out and finding homes for them because they, they can't keep them in check population-wise uh, on the national land. They over overpopulate and uh, if they don't keep it in check, there's people that disagree with this, but they don't know what they're talking about. If you don't keep it in check, the whole herd suffers and, and can starve to death um, in, a, in a simple season, uh, a bad, bad year for grass or whatever, if they're so overgrazed that they're barely getting enough nutrition. So what they do is they go out there and they round them up Aww. and uh, they put them in the holding pens and people can adopt them. Um, so it's a it's it's a neat that's deal. That's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But that's that's where Buster came from, and and uh, I went through the training program um, with them up there in Georgetown, Texas, and and great folks. I don't know if you've seen it on TV, but the uh, the extreme Mustang makeover, where where they go out and they take a, a wild Mustang, uh, just like Buster and they have them up to performing and competing um, in a televised event in 90 days. Three, three months from completely wild to being able to um, go out and, and perform uh, stunts and routine, choreograph routines and all that. So they're quite intelligent. They can, can certainly be trained, uh, but it, it's a challenge. Yeah, I think they're so beautiful. I, I think horses are just their structure and they're I think they're just amazing. So I, it's very awesome that that you did that and that you have the means to. I I don't think I can have one in my apartment. So. Uh, no, they, <laughs> they, they need they need some room. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, I know you have to tend to Buster, but we would love to have you back, Colton. Maybe you can even tell us some more about this program and about because once again. Uh, we are the voices for animals too. We have to, we have to be the voices for them, and I think that'd be so cool if you can uh, teach us more about uh, Buster and and the program and a little bit more about sure. horses. All right. Well, you certainly have a good evening out there. <laughs>